and welcome to the Daily Weekly Podcast. We'll be showing our thoughts on a variety of movies and TV shows. And discussing more topics just like this one. So if that sounds good to you, why not consider subscribing? I'm your host, Bradley. And I'm your other host, Rachel. So, you know, we've done one of these episodes before, actors who started their careers later in life. And when I was doing the research for this, I just, I found that more than I expected to, to be honest. So yeah. here we are, back again for another one. Exactly. Oh, oh. No, it's oh I didn't realise you had a, a line No, there. I don't have... Well, you've just basically said I my basically line. I basically said a line without yeah. realising it. <laughs> okay. oh, well, I'll tell you what, you can have the honour of kicking oh, us off thank on this you. list. Thank you. So, number one on this list is Kathy Bates. Now, I actually can't believe this one, that she mm. started so late in her yeah. life because... I feel like she's just she she's always there. She's always on the telly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that if Cassidy Bates is on screen, whatever you're watching is going to be good. But her Hollywood breakthrough didn't come until she was 45. After landing minor stage and TV roles, Bates became a stage success, garnering a Tony nomination for her performance in Night's Mother when she was 38. However, it was when she was cast as the crazed fan of an author in the 1990 adaptation of Stephen King's Misery that Bates hit the big time. Four Oscar nods and 14 Emmy Emmy nominations followed. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Kathy Bates in Misery is one of the best, like, I don't know if you want to call her a villain or like a horror like person but she's just absolutely brilliant in it mm, i haven't seen it so I you've don't know. got there's a there's like some really gory bits in it but i think that's why i like it um but yeah and i feel like the 1990s was quite big for stephen king adaptations because he mm. had um misery and it and um green mile i don't know um hmm. He but, was busy around that time. He was a busy chap <laughs> getting was. all the all those royalties in. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she's brilliant. She's also in Titanic, yeah. uh, American Horror Story, which yeah. I love her in everything she is in American Horror Story. Because have you seen? You know that it changes series to series. Yes, I. Yeah, I know. So that it's an, it's a anthology series. So each series has a different storyline. Every single character she plays is stellar. It's just perfect mm. like even the crap series coven was it coven that she started in she was good in that oh. yeah <laughs> and of course she was in the office the american version yes oh my god what was her name in it she had the big dogs yeah she plays the big boss in the big the... boss with the big dogs yeah i can't remember her name she's from florida yeah um but no she's brilliant in that <laughs> yeah. i feel like the brilliant thing with her is that she's still humble enough to take on tv appearances yeah that's a because not many big film actors like to they think like I mentioned before they think or at least I think they think TV is like below them yeah and some actors you know have even like kind of said that kind of thing like why would I especially if they started in TV went to films like why would I go back yeah like, I get it but I do get it it's, it's, it's also so it's different. that nice thing it's like, oh wow they did this yeah yeah because by the time she'd done The Office she'd already done Titanic she'd already done Misery yeah. um yeah. Like, yeah, especially with like the office and American Horror Story. It's like not even one off roles. They're like recurring, recurring yeah. roles. So Yeah. No, that's another great But thing I think we discussed before, like T V and film are so diverse, like they're so different to one another and the fan bases are so different. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why people chop and change. Mm-hmm. Same with theatre as well. Yeah. Um 
the atmosphere of a theatre is so different to a TV studio and then a TV studio is so different to a film studio. Like, yeah, it's constantly changing. So, mm. yeah, I wonder if she has some theatre. Yeah, stage roles. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do our next one? I will do our next one. Harrison Ford. Now, it might seem like Harrison Ford has been around forever, <laughs> thanks to his legendary roles as Han Solo in Indiana Jones. But until he was 35 years old, Ford worked as a full-time carpenter. After not being satisfied with the smaller roles he was getting at the start of his acting career. However, in the start of his 30s, he began to land bigger roles, like in American Graffiti, and when he was 35, he landed a role in the Star Wars series. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for Star Wars, though, Harrison Ford would have dropped yeah, off. I think so, because Star Wars led him to being Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, I think George Lucas didn't... Because originally, um, I think one of our actors who nearly played famous roles, I don't know if I did this with you, but um, Tom Selleck was supposed to play Indiana I Jones. Knew, I don't think I did that episode with you, but I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Because he was shooting Magnum PI, he couldn't do it for scheduling. And then, because I think George didn't want Harrison Ford to be like the main character in both his franchises. Mm. But Steven Spielberg was like, well, he's great, you've got to give him the role. I yeah. think the story something like that. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't for definitely those, like... He has done other big movies, but everyone goes... like He's yeah. known for them two things. And for Star Wars, he, he kind of hates that he's known for that. I know. I've done other things. He has done other things, but at the same time, he's very... Um, I don't know what the word... Like, not shy, but he's very... Keeps himself to himself. Yeah. Like, he's not in a new film every year. Yeah. Like, he's, like, in a select few good films, and I yeah. think that's why... Maybe he's typecast. I'm not saying he is, but he might be typecast. Um, but, yeah, just... Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, he's currently filming Indiana Jones 5 at the age of 80-something, I believe. <laughs> no, he can't be 80... No, he is 80-something, you're right. Let's ask our friends in the corner. Alexa, how old is Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is 79. Oh, 79! 79! So there he is, 79, still doing Indiana Jones, blessing. Good for him. Crazy. Yeah, really good for him. There must be something in the Hollywood water that means they can all (laughs) keep that up into their 70s, 80s, 90s, because I'm in my 20s and I'm struggling. I just kind of feel a bit, like, proud in a way. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Like, to do a a proper good action film like that, maybe it's the last time, but it's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it is nice, it is nice. Hmm. Okay, on to our third one. We are now talking about Jane Lynch. So while Jane Lynch had a number of small roles in the 80s and 90s, it was the year 2000 when she was cast in the Christopher Guest mockumentary Best in Show when she was 40 years old that her star already began to rise. Roles in A Mighty Wind and The 40-Year-Old Virgin followed, and Lynch was 49 when... 49 years old when she bagged her signature role, Sue Sylvester, in the Fox series Glee. I did used to watch Glee when I was younger. I haven't watched it for years, though. I've never seen it. <laughs> She's, like, this typical, blunt, doesn't give a crap PE teacher. I think we all had a teacher like that. <laughs> More than one. <laughs> I, I, one of my PE teachers was definitely like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just brilliant how... Um, 
spot on she gets it. Yeah. She gets it so accurate, like, to the point where, like, we've said, like, we could say, oh, I know someone like that. I know a te- I had yeah. a teacher like that. So I, 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 I am the teacher like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so, and I lo- I think I said before, I love the relationship she had with the girl that had Down syndrome. Um, and you really see, like, her character unfold with that. So she's not just a blunt, funny uh, comedic character you do see another side to her mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people um, who watch comedy are like they can never do a serious role but they yeah. can I yeah. mean who else is it Dawn French has done like serious roles yeah she has yeah. Um, yeah so lots of comedians can do it but a lot of people just assume they're just funny mm-hmm. and that's it that's all they're good for yeah um, oh, what was I going to say Yeah, something I mentioned last time uh, is that I Obviously, I've seen her in some films, but I knew her from another series, Two and a Half Men, where she played the therapist of the main yeah. character. And I don't want to say, again, like, typecasting, but she she does that role well, almost, yeah. like, real. I mean, yeah. maybe, you know, she's completely different in real life, or maybe she is how she portrays her characters, but it it just seems real. Yeah. Like, like, you, can, you can maybe tell that's a character in a TV show, then she's in the same thing. She's, she's like a real person. Yeah, yeah, she is so realistic. Her realism is like on point, yeah. and that's why I think her character, Sue Sylvester, was so such a hit, because, okay, so not every teacher is that rude and blunt and harsh, but there are some that are like yeah, that, and yeah. they are brilliant. They're always the t- they're the ones where when you go to a school reunion, you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've thought about you yeah. for years. Like yeah. you're the one teacher I remember. Mm. I wonder if anyone will ever say that about me. You're the one teacher I always remember. Oh, that might be a nice thing. That'd be really oh. nice. I think yeah. I'd cry. Mm. Um, oh, just, a- I will, but just another thing. I don't know if this was just my school, but it was a bit weird how every PE teacher in my school also doubled as a maths teacher. They all taught maths. That's just your school. That was really weird. One time at one of my... This isn't linked... Well, it is linked. <laughs> one time one of my drama teachers had to cover an English lesson and she literally went, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. So, so she just well, took the weirdly, register and left English teachers, they, they weren't drama teachers, but they were very into that thing. They were very passionate about the drama yeah. side. So all of them could teach a drama lesson if they... Yeah, whereas this one, like, obviously she understood the importance of reading and um, fluency and that sort of thing. But she was like, I don't have a clue what Frankenstein did, hon. Mm. <laughs> Neither do I. So, on to the next one on our list, Steve Carell. And I don't know... Has Jane Lynch been in an episode of The Office? I don't think she has, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, why not? Why not? She would have been amazing in that show. She could have been um, Kathy Bates' character. She could have been. She could have been... <laughs> oh, I, she was, really... I was actually thinking she could have been... Um, oh, what's her name? Blonde hair. That doesn't really narrow it down, I'll be honest. The cat lady one. The cat lady? In the office. Oh, Angela. Angela. She could have been Angela. She could have been, yeah. She definitely could have been a character in The Office. That's, that's yeah. a, That was a missed opportunity. Oh. Uh, yes, so, sorry, Steve Carell. Yes, so Carell has been the star of some of the biggest comedy series and films of the past two decades, but it wasn't until his mid-40s that his career really began. Oh, mid-40s or mid-30s? Uh, what? Oh, mid-30s, yeah. I was thinking then, mid-40s seems a bit late. I don't know why I, know. I said that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was weird. I looked right at it. <laughs> Your brain just, like, did it different. Yeah, that's really weird. 
I think this is the first sign of a stroke. <laughs> I'm confused. At the age of 34, he starred in the short-lived... The short-lived... The... I'm not okay. Do you want to take a minute? I'm okay. Do you want to go get some fresh air? <laughs> Need to do this. It's the last one. Um, at the age of 34, he starred in the short-lived series The Dana Carvey Show before landing the role of correspondent on The Daily Show two years later. <laughs> However, fame really came beckoning when, at the age of 43, when he both still, when he both starred in The 40-Year-Old Virgin and landed the role of Michael Scott in the US remake of The Office. Yeah. Yeah, those two things were really, like, the turning point for him. Absolutely. I didn't actually realise they were done in the same year. I think... Maybe yeah, like, yeah, yeah there, there must have been. been. Or at least a year, or roughly around a year apart. That sounds yeah. about right. Actually. And obviously, with the uh, creation of Michael Scott came the creation of Bradley oh, J. I Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> came the creation of you. It wasn't um, until. I've seen The Office before, but it wasn't until the last couple of years that I've really began watching it. So, mm, the character I, of me. Coincidentally, existed alongside. It's just alongside. so coincidental. Just, although, since I have seen it, you know there are certain things that. That's a bit Michael Scott of you. <laughs> take, take a liberty. Yeah. Oh, how funny! Um, but no, that yeah, no, I think that's amazing, and it's also almost parallel to Ricky Gervais. He was in his early forties when he started the UK office. Um, and I think that was the big turning point for Ricky Gervais as well. Yeah. But we will talk about that in another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's. I wonder if because I presume Ricky Gervais did like the car- the um, casting for the US Office. Do you think he saw Steve Carell as like a very low, small, American middle-aged actor and thought that is the American version of me instead of going for someone like John Krasinski who was a lot younger? Mm. Um, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. If we ever interview him, yeah, we will have to ask. We'll have to ask. <laughs> um, have you no. seen the audition tapes for The Office? No. Oh, they're on YouTube. Yeah, they're pretty good. We should watch them in our break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, he's gone on to be incredibly successful, not just in com- comedy genre, but also in children's films like Despicable Me. Yeah, series. he's also done like some serious drama films as well so he's quite yeah. versatile in his yeah, ability absolutely and I, I think he is making up for lost time not in a horrible way but because he is doing so much now yeah. and everyone knows him and everyone loves him um, yeah uh, yeah I'd watch anything with him in it I think I would he's just such yeah he's so good mm-hmm. definitely I, I don't think I've watched anything where I've been like crap yeah hmm Okay, on to our last one. Number five is Viola Davis. Uh, Davis is now considered one of the greatest actors in Hollywood, but her big film break came when she was 43 years old when she was Oscar-nominated for her role in Doubt. Prior to that, she had success on the stage, achieving acclaim in her 30s. But since her 40s, Davis has gone on to start in projects like How to Get Away with Murder, Fences, The Help, and Moraney's Black Bottom, which is the last film Chadwick Boseman was in. Indeed. Um, doesn't mean I've watched it yet, no. because I'm so behind on everything. Um, but no, she I feel like she's been a real big up-and-coming star recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like Viola Davis. I think she's pretty cool. Yeah. I think the only thing I've seen her in was um, Suicide Squad, the yeah. 2016 film. And that wasn't a very good film, so they didn't really sell me on her. Plus no. she was playing a character that you're not meant to like, so... 
Yeah, but sometimes you just like the bad ones, don't you? I just found her a bit irritating in that. Well, that's the character, the writing, yeah. the directing, not the actress. So, you know, I have to see more of her work to truly give an opinion, I suppose. Yeah, all I know is that she's just... She is very highly acclaimed and she is a rising star even at her age. Yeah, and definitely. I, I suppose she's in her 50s now. Um, but no, she she's excellent at what she does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have we got time for Not Yet Titled News, do you think? Let's have a look. Okay, so it's now time for the Not Yet Titled News. Toy parked on yellow lines in Portsmouth slapped with penalty charge notice by council in funny gesture. A toy car parked on yellow lines was slapped with a penalty charge notice by council parking wardens, but escaped having to pay a fine after it turned out to be a joke. <laughs> Those funny council wow, workers. Wow, they're so funny. I love it when they give me tickets. That's just... On a car that I don't even own. <laughs> Hilarious. Enforcement officers spotted a tiny green car parked on Durban Road, Fratton, next to the Kingston Cemetery on Monday of last week. <gasps> it was a ghost! No, it was a ghost car. They then placed a penalty charge notice on the sports vehicle. Okay, it's a sports car. Good for that clarification. Much to the bemusement of locals, one of whom then posted pictures on the news, breaking news, and incidents Facebook page. Wow, that's breaking news. Such breaking news. Oh my God, look at that. There's the car! There's the car in question. Oh, it is like a toddler's car. Yeah, it looks like with a... Not, um... I want one. That is so funny. Got the fine on there, and, um... To me, that doesn't look like a, a UK license plate, but, you know, that's just me. No, it looks European. That's what I was thinking. Now, Portsmouth City Council have revealed the fine was put on the car in jest. This was a light-hearted joke by one of our civil enforcement officers seeing the toy car parked on double yellow lines, meant to make the owner and passers-by smile, which it seems to have done, given the comments on Facebook. We hope the child that is reunited with a toy very soon and they will be pleased to hear that there are no fines to pay. <laughs> However, we do recommend keeping toy cars off the roads and yellow lines. That, can you imagine having to go to your and be like, right, you need to get your car off the road. You need to get off the road. You've got to pay, You've got to pay this fine. Like, that is a Teach hard nice lesson. lesson to learn, but it's an important one. You know, there are two ways to think about this. It's great to see them having a laugh and a uh, good time, but that is not an a good use of official council time no, and resources. No, it is not. It Playing is jokes not. like that. I was actually thinking, as soon as you said that, how many tickets must they have spare in order to be able to do that? It's just they love giving out those tickets. They love giving oh, out. Hey, it's just the satisfaction they get from it. I should be one of them people. Th- I'd get a lot of satisfaction out of that. I think you uh, would, Do you know actually. what? I see you stopped here. Just to stop ever so briefly, but it's a yellow line. I can't. <laughs> I'm afraid there's a notice for you. I feel like you would enjoy that on a really yeah. sadistic level. Yeah, I want to be a traffic warden. <laughs> when me. I grow up. I want to be a traffic warden. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that has brought us to the end of another episode. So thank you so much for watching. If you have stuck around and watched, um, if you are listening, come find us on YouTube. You can come see us and what we actually look like. Yeah, and we're also drinking out of official daily weekly merchandise mugs, which maybe one day you might be able to buy for yourself. Maybe, if you want them. If you want them, that is. We are in the process of sorting that out, so I thought I'd let you know. Are we? Yeah. Are we actually? Yeah. Rachel didn't even know. I just thought I'd mention it. <laughs> Breaking news. Half remember. the press. Um, I just remembered. That's pretty big news, if you ask me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe this will be out sometime. 
But if you're also a traffic warden listening to this episode, then just know that our opinions are meant for jest and jokes and all in light-hearted nature. As your ticket was. As the ticket was. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.